You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop. For more about this show, as well as my other podcast, How to Stand, visit 17karatkpop.weebly.com. There you'll find episode guides, as well as additional reading, more exclusive content, tons of great stuff. And never miss an update, an album review, interview, etc. by subscribing to the free newsletter, howtostand.substack.com. You could also become a paying subscriber on Substack, and that means you're supporting an independent creator and become part of a community, howtostand.substack.com. Enjoy the show! Hello everybody, and especially ARMY. Really excited. It is BTS's anniversary, and there is so much to celebrate. So without further ado, let's take a super emotional trip down memory lane. First reflective thing I want to cover today is a list of 10 BTS songs, no particular order, that really just summarize who BTS is and just solidify who they are and their message. Just the most definitive 10 songs that are just really monumental, milestone markers, big moments for ARMY, packed with meaning. The 10 songs that summarize who they are that I would introduce someone to who wanted to understand who the group really is in a layered way. Hopefully that makes sense. It was incredibly, incredibly hard to pick just 10, so I have a ton of honorable mentions. And feel free to argue with me politely if you disagree and think one option should be swapped out with a different one, but please hear me out first. Number one, Spring Day. This release has so many layers of meaning to it that are just so BTS and all combined into the same song, really emblematic. First of all, there's just the song context about hoping spring comes again, cautious optimism in a way, but also sadness. It's about missing someone and hoping better days are ahead, but not being sure, not feeling like it at least in the moment. Then there's the interpretation of the message as social commentary and a dig at the response to the Soul Fairy tragedy. Back in 2014, Over 300 mostly young victims died, and the response was very delayed. Long story short, it was a very, very delayed response from public officials. The captain and surviving crew were later charged with gross negligence and homicide. Yet after, they were rumored to be on this blacklist of artists that were critical of the response. BTS still donated 100k to victims' families and released this song, Now, they never explicitly clarified, yes, this song and the video were meant to kind of be a nod to the Soul Fairy incident, but that's how many interpret it. And in general, just the interpretable nature of this release, peak BTS. There's the song lyrics, the possible commentary, the possible tribute to victims of a disaster. Then there is the art component of it, because the whole clothes pile scene is a nod to the work of Christian Boltanski in his art exhibit called No Man's Land. I talk about that a bit in the episode called K-Pop Times Artwork. I also talk about other art references in BTS work there too. And basically, it's a pile of used clothes 25 feet tall with a 60-foot arcade game crane that picks up the clothes at random and drops them on the ground in strategic piles. And to actually get into the exhibit in the first place, you have to actually enter past like a wall of boxes. Boxes used to like store trinkets. So each component is kind of what you could read into. The used clothes, the interactive aspect of the audience involvement, but it's still a very intentional audience. You have to really opt in to be there in the middle of things. 
the giant crane that looks like a kid's game mixed with the trinket boxes. Lots to think about. And relevant to BTS's outlook, thinking long-term and big picture, about their impact, Christian Boltanski has said, quote, 60 or 70% of my work is more or less destroyed after a show. What is important for me is that it can be done again if someone knows how. It is destroyed and not destroyed. Most art is only a relic. I wish mine to be more like a story or knowledge. It's not about the object, it's the story, unquote which summarizes a lot about BTS's storytelling, too, and the purpose of symbolism visually in your work in the first place. On top of all that, there is just the story progression, their music video characters growing up on this train ride where in some places it's like they're becoming adults, it's a train to adulthood, in other moments they're holding on to youth, staying playful, a clear symbol of growing up when an old playroom is suddenly a laundry room, Lots to read into. Very powerful song. Number two, Magic Shop. The little teaser video for that album era added to the intrigue of it all with the hooded figures and the actual pawn shop style scenario. But cinematic visual component aside, this B-side really took on a life of its own and became a beautiful anthem for ARMY who have felt just anxious and nervous and in need of consolation. The whole song was inspired by Into the Magic Shop by James R. Doty, which I have gone on and on about several times in full episodes of the show. And it is just truly a transformative, life-altering read and a beautiful take on coping with severe anxiety. I use tactics from that book to this day and just the general tactic BTS gave us when they were inspired to write this song after reading Into the Magic Shop. And their advice is, hey, when life gets really hard, create this little mental room to go into. A little mini magic shop where anything is possible, and we will be waiting for you, to comfort you, to reassure you it's all gonna be okay. So this song provides a mental escape for fans and really helps crystallize why people feel so touched by their music at such a deeply personal level. And it's also classically them because it's a way of giving support and advice to fans in a way that maintains our agency. They're not changing our life for the better. They're prompting us to take it upon ourselves and find a way to help ourselves and to learn to love ourselves as we do so, as they hold our hands through it. Number three, Tear. Another super, super meaningful B-side. First of all, with the title, it is classic BTS with the double meaning, because the album is meant to be both tear and tear, but they are referring to tears here in this song, and admitted they all cried while making it. This was created when they were honestly considering disbanding. They compare tears to this manifestation of regret and fear and goodbyes. They say goodbyes are tears. They equate them in these really profound lyrics. Number four, Shadow. A couple of classic BTS moves pulled off with this release. One is a hearkening back to a previous era, not just because Suga wears the bulletproof vest, reminiscent of the early emphasis on being the bulletproof Boy Scouts, but they also reference Home and No More Dream in the extended cut. The video also has imagery that takes from one of their earliest eras, the ORU oh, Late 2 era. And the song's lyrics kind of juxtapose the position in Idol. In Idol, they ended up talking about, I don't care what you call me, call me this if you want, call me that if you want. 
In this song, he's saying, no, please specifically call me this and that. The name does matter to me. It's a song that also is a BTS-ism through and through because it touches on feelings of being lonely at the top, trying to confront your inner shadows, and is juxtaposed with the song Ego on the same album. Shadow and Ego are partner songs that reference different parts of the self and coming to terms with the self. The BTS-isms are not just psychological, they're also artistic again because they reference the a work of art that roughly translates to self-creation, again talked about in that episode called K-pop Times Artwork, K-pop X Artwork if you're searching for the title. Essentially a giant train that as it moves through the art exhibit, through the different rooms of it, leaves a bunch of red goop in its wake. And as you follow it, you see your image distorted in mirrors and stuff, and so it's meant to kind of be an interesting contrast. That the goop is supposed to be what is messing things up, what's making a mess of the room. But then because of the distorted mirrors and stuff, the observers are meant to be feeling out of place. Like they are the mess. They are what doesn't belong here. Lots up to interpretation. It's really thought-provoking. Number five, Black Swan. Some of the many BTS-isms involved here. First of all, it is the reference again to their innermost fears, inner shadows, a sense of just such a deep emotional depth that is just so intense. The fear of never feeling the same passion again. The sense of music is all they have. What do they do if they wake up one day and it's gone? The fears about how you die twice, once when you stop pursuing your passion, and once physically. And the former is more painful than the latter. So about that passion and the fear of losing it. It also has the BTS-ism of beautiful, fluid, impressive choreography and spotlighting the work of others because the dance version of the video does not include BTS at all, but this dance troupe. Using the Graham technique, a type of dance that involves these contractions and releases to create these spiral effects in your body's movements. It's a choreography that really brings the soul of the song to life. All credit to the MN Dance Company and Martha Graham for that. It's also one of their most definitive songs, the most canon of them, because of the movie reference to the psychological horror film covered extensively on a previous episode, the way they subtly referenced ARMY in the promotional content with the AMI brand shoes they wore. Plus, in the promo pictures, they had the hole they sat around, like the hole from the fake love era. And they brought a Korean song in its beautiful corresponding performance to the U.S. late night. To see that late night performance was really, really significant, because usually they just promote their English bops while they're here, but they showed, no, this deserves the spotlight here too. Number six, Silver Spoon. This throwback has so many different social issues, it touches on one after the other. It condemns school violence and the worldwide bullying epidemic. It calls out this sense of hopelessness that you'll ever move up a social ladder. It talks about inequality, people who are born with a silver spoon in their mouth. They actually say their teacher was born with a gold spoon in these lyrics. And they try to encourage you being yourself, because Bepsi is a type of bird, and it refers to someone making something worse because they're being derivative, trying to just copy what's popular, what someone of a higher status has or does or is. So they basically say, they call me Bepsi, but here's why they're wrong, or here's what it should really mean to spread your wings and fly. They tackle big cultural questions in this song, as well as song 7, Dope. 
Dope calls out older generations in a way that really sums up the group's appeal to younger ones. Lyrics like, why are you killing us before we can try? And the media and adults say we have no willpower and look at us as if we're investments and wake up the sleeping youth. The technical purpose of this song, the description laid out by J-Hope, is, quote, project our generation's thoughts and values from the prejudice that pours down on us, unquote. Their defense of the values and goals of younger generations really stark here. Plus, it has the super, super, super iconic intro where Namjoon says, welcome, first time with BTS, and then the action unfolds. Number eight, I'm fine. I could have said save me because they're partner songs, but I'm going to stick with I'm fine because it does help reinforce the genius of them being partner songs. So quick reminder, there's this famous artwork of the word save me, but the way they're written makes it so that if you flip it upside down, the same word looks like I'm fine. It's a very thought-provoking piece of art saying that when you say I'm fine, it really could actually just be save me upside down or vice versa. And that premise was really laid out in a way that really makes you think, because they really saved me at a time when their discography was darker and about needing to be saved. Years later, their music did just feel lighter, like they had come out the other side of their struggles. And so when they sang I'm fine, by waiting years, by then they could actually mean it, and it sounded genuine. They are fine. They're doing fine. They see the sunshine. And I love the connection sonically, because the instrumental that kicks off Save Me is the same instrumental used at the beginning of I'm Fine, just changed a pitch or two, tweaked to sound brighter. And that's really powerful to think about. How they took the person they were, represented sonically, in Save Me, and stayed that same person by transferring it to I'm Fine, and just changing the brightness of it. Like, they've always been perfect, they just had to see it. The light has always been there, it just took a while for them to realize that. It's also super memorable to me because it was a part of their promo round in the USA during Idol promo too. So it was a really fun, touching addition to their late night set list. They had the silly Idol and the more serious, reflective I'm fine. Number 9. Run. This song honestly really was so not underrated. I don't know if any BTS song could ever count as underrated, really, but definitely overlooked sometimes because truly it's one that, especially with noise-canceling headphones, taking in the song fully as immersively as possible, you can see why it is such a gem. Really, truly well done. Just auditorily so well done. So aesthetic. So incredible. Really holds up and was just such a flashpoint in their story. In their music video story, that video was such a pivotal plot point. A moment where we saw their characters act like rebellious young boys and flashback to past trauma that may have informed and led to their rebellious behavior. So you kind of got a, an insight into the psyche of their characters. Number 10, We Are Bulletproof, The Eternal. It was neck and neck for me. I was going to pick either this or answer love myself because same basic premise for why. Same big takeaway, summative message that feels just extra emotional if you've been on this musical journey with them. Growing up with them, experiencing intense emotions alongside them. This healing moment at the end of that journey, indicating the end of something and the start of a brighter era. That same feeling resonates with both songs. 
But I'll say we are bulletproof, the eternal, because maybe even more so than answer love myself. That just encompasses all of the feels, and the adorable animation is a trip down memory lane. Definitely my cry song. That perfectly embodies a mix of sad tears and happy tears, just really reflecting, wow, we've come a long way, can we still do this together? Gotta run through some honorable mentions here that were really close, but eventually I knocked them down a peg, but they were on the list. Zero o'clock. Very sweet BTS message about you can restart the clock, never too late to start over, with that adorable animated video. A classic example of their encouraging lyrics with a video that is just so adorable. Spinebreaker, another anthem for the youth that also calls out the youth. Doesn't let the youth off the hook either, critiquing some youth's materialism. Same things like, did I just hit a nerve? Just like padding, filling up with greed. The reference to the padding is thought to be a reference to the North Face padded jackets that were so popular back in 2009 in South Korea, it was basically credited with saving the company there from going out of business. But it was such a hot commodity, the prices were big. And they were basically critiquing the I want it because everyone else has it mentality. Am I wrong? People think in Am I Ron, there's this reference to the fairy incident as well when they say May Day, and it also could be referencing this call to help those associated with International Workers' Day on May Day, May 1st. So the fairy incident and International Workers' Day both thought to have been why they included the May Day lyric. Paradise really sums up the message they've been delivering for years now. That it's okay to not have a dream, or it's okay to not know what your dream is, to feel lost, to still be figuring things out. It's okay to not have the answers. That message has been constant from them, and is really epitomized in that song. Louder Than Bombs. Because of its movie reference, I dove into, into a whole episode about that movie, as well as lyrics like, We will continue to listen to your story, so speak yourself an overt reference to their Speak Yourself campaign, following Love Yourself, a new message of being proud to raise your voice and share your story. Louder Than Bombs really encapsulates who BTS is for both the cinematic inspiration and for the reminder that everyone's story matters and it's worth sharing, and that vulnerability in sharing your story is a strength worth commending. Whalian 52 a classic early song combining whale and alien. Whales have become a prominent symbol for ARMY and aliens. That part, of course, references feeling lonely. And 52 comes from the whale noise frequency 52 hertz, so high no one can hear it. So it's about feeling like a lonely whale in the world, which has become very symbolic, not just a symbol in BTS world, but even in TXT world, a whale has been subtly referenced here and there. I knew that I had to include one song at least from B because that album does epitomize a lot of BTS-isms about getting through tough times alongside us and voicing our feelings that relate to their own. That was their definitive pandemic album. A lot of classic BTS themes are covered in the lyrics to Blue and Gray, so that is my pick from B. First of all, there's the reference to Shades of Gray, not thinking in black and white about this world. Using that metaphor, and also how an extreme contrast between colors like blue and red, the blending of those contrasts, the shade of gray, if you will, becomes purple, which is their signature color. So lots of color symbolism overtly. 
The lyrics are so powerful about depression and anxiety, living through a pandemic for young people. For many young people, it's been so mentally taking its toll, me included. And so to have that song speak to that is powerful. My favorite lyrics. One is, quote, I've had a blue question mark in my head. Maybe that's why I've been living so fiercely. But when I look back, I'm all by myself. That hazy shadow that swallows me up. The blue question mark still exists. Unquote. And then this one, quote, on the road I always walk, there is a light that always shines. But today, the scene feels unfamiliar. Is it dull or is it broken? Unquote. Microcosmos is on this list of honorable mentions too, just for sentimental value, being a concert encore for them. Beautiful memories of hearing the sun as the fireworks go off, and we celebrate our microcosmos, our tiny little world we inhabit together, for those blissful hours that are a BTS concert. Lastly, Boy With Love, both for being a very cool years down the road nod back to Boy In Love, but also the fact it references another older song with the Omola sign from Spring Day. So it's bringing things back, giving them a new lightness, kind of like the Save Me, I'm Fine dynamic. They revisit old chapters in their new work in a way that powerfully shows how the past them that they still didn't love or think highly of at all was still worth saving. It was worth preserving their core of their being, their identity. Now they love themselves, but they didn't have to change themselves completely to get to that point. That who they used to be is still worth salvaging and turning into someone they can be prouder of. And now Boy With Love, it replaces the angst of Boy In Love with just a happy, carefree spirit and a brighter color palette. Now I'd like to run through some of the many, many, many examples of art references in their work that I've talked about on past episodes, but I'm kind of compiling a very abridged version here. The paintings, the TV shows, movies, books, etc. that have inspired BTS. There's Anpan Man, the adorable animated show where the main character, his superpower is just helping people. That's his superpower. And so the corresponding song, an adorable life performance, is all about that. Hey, we all have a superpower. Already, it's just helping people. Actually, Anpan Man deserves an honorable mention for most definitive BTS songs too, because it really is very epitomizing their genre-blending music, their sonic versatility. Blood, Sweat, and Tears is another honorable mention. Sorry, I forgot to mention that earlier. For it's just incredibly, incredibly visually stunning visuals. And the works of art shown in it, including Perseus with the head of Medusa. Perseus holds up Medusa's bloody severed head. There's the fall of rebel angels. That's what Jin stops to stare at in the Blood, Sweat, and Tears video. It shows half heaven, half hell. It's sliced horizontally, and it's a picture basically of Lucifer and other fallen angels, who TLDR, the story goes, they get kicked out of heaven. But the fallen angels are defeated, and presumably victory is won in war, represented by the trumpets, the instruments being played in the corners of the picture. There's the fall of Icarus nod in that video as well, with V in the black wings, the message of flying too close to the sun, Singularity was inspired by Ophelia, another allusion to Narcissus, the Greek myth I talked about in the K-pop mythology episode. There's the picture of Dorian Gray, also referenced in it. 
a really interesting philosophical novel where the more sins Dorian commits, the uglier the painting gets. And when Dorian tries to restore the painting as it gets ugly, he struggles to do that, stabs the painting, and it works. The painting does become young and beautiful, but now the trade-off is now he is IRL old and ugly. Referencing Dorian Gray's story with the Singularity video is an interesting way to take on the novel's themes about men in the Victorian era trying to use masculinity as a shield, the Victorian era's focus on putting on airs, the Jekyll Hyde dichotomy, desperation for respect and high status in society, the hiding away your true self, a metaphor for addiction could also be interpreted as part of this with his obsession, social restrictions on what is socially acceptable behavior and appearances. Lots of depth to read into there. There are children's books, like The Little Prince, which inspired the Serendipity video. A story that, long story short, is about grown-ups getting quite jaded and having messed up values, really. There's Pied Piper, which is kind of about, some people say it's about greed, wealth. The ambiguity is part of the BTS of it all, too but it's also about keeping your promises, honoring your word. It's also just kind of a light, cheeky reference they made to knowing their alluring power of their music to guide our directions in life. There's my Toy Story theory, totally just my theory, that that movie is what inspired Flat in My Room, where they talk about the room is an emotional trash can, and how you're in there, and it's too small to contain your dreams, big buzz light your energy there. Then there's, of course, everything else I've talked about in the BT Study Guides episodes about Damien, Louder Than Bombs, Black Swan, The Owl Service, The One Who Walks Away from Omolus, Haruki Murakami's work, so much. Such a rich trove of inspiration that has also inspired me to increase my own cultural consumption palette. They really have enriched our lives in that profound way. I would like to get very personal for a minute, just sharing some personal experiences as a BTS fan and the very personal reasons why I'm ARMY for life, how they've impacted me. I'm just going to share with you all the outtakes, every version of my spiel I gave for the My BTS Story YouTube Shorts event. So these are the different versions of my personal experiences in miniature at BTS events, as ARMY, etc. So you get to hear all the outtakes in no particular order. As an autistic person, it can be very hard for me to pick up on social cues and feel like I belong. Really hard for me to get to know other people. And so for me to feel comfortable starting conversations with people and bonding with them on BTS release days has been so exciting for me to feel so included. ARMY is definitely family at BTS concerts. I have severe social anxiety, went to the show alone, don't have friends, and everyone there was like a friend. That night we all just danced together and talked together, sang together. It was just so indescribably beautiful. BTS's work has really reinvigorated my love of reading. Into the Magic Shop, Damien, The One Who Walks Away from Omelas, so many books that are now my favorites have really helped me think about the world in different ways, made me think about their music videos at a deeper level. I have so much more art appreciation since becoming an ARMY, and now some of the works of art in their videos, the book references, the movie references their music makes, those are some of my new favorite things. They really expanded my worldview and reminded me how much I love to read and how reading really helps you think deeply and empathize with others. 
as an autistic person who also struggles with social anxiety and other mental illnesses, I really did not think I could finish college. But what kept me going was music and music videos and reading, escaping into pop culture. And that pop culture was BTS. After a long day, I could watch their videos, read the books their songs were inspired by, like Into the Magic Shop. It gave me a special outlet. It was therapeutic and it really kept me going. BTS made it cool again to be nice, to just be kind to other people, and it really means the world to me. Little moments make a big difference in my mood, in my spirit, when people have said they like my clothes because they saw the BTS merch I was wearing, or when people dance with me at a concert because we're both ARMY, automatically connect over that. ARMY is really such a special worldwide community that reminds people we do share one world, at my first BTS concert, it was in Chicago, and RM gave a speech about how in this world, there are a bunch of different types of fish, but we're all swimming in the same tank. It was an analogy for basically how we're so diverse, we're so different, everyone in ARMY is different, but we all live in the same microcosmos together, and that made me feel so special and included in something bigger than myself. The last thing I'll leave you with today is just a few of my favorite BTS quotes ever. Just miscellaneous, really wonderful quotes from them. First of all, there is just, of course, their quotes about no one can cancel spring, the best is still yet to come, hang in there, short and sweet but way more powerful than you think reminders. Very important. There's, of course, the iconic Namjoon speech about this was all worth it if it decreased your negative emotions, your struggles by 1%, 2%, 3%, whatever. By even just 1%, it was worth it. But here's some more specific ones. Sugar, quote, falling is scary, but landing isn't. I think that the difference is that once you land, you can take off again. As long as it's landing, instead of a fall, we can prepare to fly again, unquote. Number two from RM. Quote, I don't really believe it much when someone says to people who appear to want to accomplish something, if we can do it, then you can definitely too. To the younger generation of the world who are suffering, I think it might be rude to say to them, we can do it all the best. That's why I want to say there's still hope. Life is unpredictable and uncertain, and for this reason, it is worth living. Unquote. Lastly, my biased Jimin. Quote, I feel like what we heard the most from you on tour is, it's okay, we love you. But I think, it's okay, we love you, is what we need to tell you the most. I wanted to tell you that no matter what happens, it's okay. No matter what happens, we love you, I love you. Unquote. That wraps up today's BTS special. Thank you, BTS, so much for so many incredible years together. Here is to many, many more. I'm such a proud ARMY, so proud of all of you, so touched by the ways you've helped me and my fellow ARMY get through this life, ups and downs, and I'm so excited to see what the future has in store for all of us. Thank you all for listening today, and I will talk to you all again very soon. Bye, everybody.